Hello and welcome back to the Don't Read Into It podcast. You know, I always say that really quick, so I thought today that I would say it slower. And ladies and gentlemen, listeners, dear listeners, I would like to tell you something that will shock you. It will shock you to the core. I have a sheet in front of me that has organization on it, that has what I'll talk about. Isn't that wild? I know. I know. It's crazy. I'm actually organized today, but on the top of that paper says, um, trivial stuff. It doesn't say stuff, but, you know, we're trying to keep it unexplicit. No explicit episodes. But, here we go. The podcast is starting now, and it's gonna be a good one. So, I'm gonna start out with apologizing to everyone, because in NCAA Football 14, I just lost to the Oklahoma Sooners with Texas 38-7. to I'm sorry, this is not a judge on my... I sound like Ryan Braun after the the third PED test, but anyways, I also want to talk about what I have to do to record this podcast. So I have a fan in my room, in my dorm, and it's turned off right now, and it's so f***ing hot. Oh, whoops, I'm gonna have to bleep that out. It's so hot in here, and I'm literally dying, and I'm so tired because it's so hot when the fan's not on, but would you rather hear my voice or my voice in behind it? You know, it's a, the choice is yours. The choice is yours. (laughs) Anyways, we're going to go on to hot takes. I decided not to do Q&A this week. I decided to ask, give me hot takes on my Twitter because my Instagram can't be trusted. I talk mess about my Instagram every week. And so we're going to go ahead and look at what the hottest sports take you have are and what people said it was i'm gonna just gonna name the people because i'm sure they listen to it or probably not i don't know anyways my uh, colleague preston from nt daily he told me um he hates the nba 2k series the ea sports nba live series was better in his opinion all right well, well oops sorry but Anyways, regarding that, I mean, it depends what era we're talking about. I mean, if we're talking about the recent era of NBA Live, the game where it was, like, really bad. And do y'all remember, like, the PS2 quality graphics on the PS4? Obviously, that's not good for NBA Live. And the more recent games have kind of sucked. But if we're talking like early 2000s, I would say that the NBA Live series is miles, miles better than than 2K was at the time. But yeah, I don't know. That is a hot sports take considering recent things. But I mean, back in the day, NBA Live was the stuff, man. I keep almost messing up. It was the best game. I My dad bought NBA Live 2003 for his PlayStation 2 way back when, and I used to play that game all the time. And those were those games where you could set the sliders to be like 100% shot, and this was 2003, so with the Lakers, I would just like be pulling up from half court with Shaq, and it'd go in. It was funny. Very fun game. And then my second hot take that I got in last one, and I'll get more next week. I, I kind of posted it at a bad time. It was at like 921. I'll give it all day to like simmer. My second one for was from my high school advisor, Greg Yonda. Man got me into college. Shout out to him. But Greg Yonda, 
He says, <clears throat> baseball is boring. And to that yonder, I say, <sighs> I think we've had this conversation in high school before. Come on, man. You can't be saying that to an avid baseball fan. I'm wearing a ranger cap while I'm recording this, man. You can't be doing that. Very upsetting. It be your own journalism advisors. Rest in pepperonis. But yeah, that's all I'm going to keep it at. I mean, I don't think... I, I will say this, actually. Baseball's an acquired taste. If you grow up liking it, you'll love it. If you don't grow up liking it, you'll never like it. And that's just the true things of the game. But I will say if you know about the game as you're watching it and you pay attention closely and you know different things on different counts, like for every pitch, there could be a different possibility. And, you know, every hitter is a different hitter on any said count. Uh... Any pitcher is good on a certain count. There's fun in predicting what the next pitch will be. or And obviously for a casual fan or non-fan, they're not going to think that. But if you know the game and follow it in depth and you know those you know sabermetric type stats, then you're going to have a lot more fun watching it than someone who doesn't. And from the outside eye, it's just like boring and slow. But I find that incorrect. But as always... You know, people can keep their own opinions to themselves. Well, not like that because I asked for it. People can have their own opinions. It's not going to bother me that much. I'm not one of those people that's like, that's like, if you don't like sports, then you can go do something. That, yeah, anyways, I don't know why I'm using that voice. <laughs> I don't know why I'm using that voice. But I will say, like whatever you like, but, you know, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't shame people for liking sports. But that brings me on to baseball, because I figured if I talked about someone hating baseball, it would be a great intro into talking about baseball. And I want to talk about my Texas Rangers. Ladies and gentlemen, the Texas Rangers are 500 after six games. Oh, we need clapping. I know that's loud. I'm sorry, but it needs to happen. It's a round of applause for starting 500. The first series was kind of rough. Um, we gave we gave up twenty four runs to the to the Royals in the first two games of that series, and you know pitching looked bad. I thought, oh lord, and there's this guy in the bullpen, Josh Zaboors. Josh Zaboors looked awful. He got absolutely yammed in both games, and then that kind of began the cycle of being a Ranger fan. That's just like accepting that you're about to be bad, and pardon me, it was actually 25 runs that Ranger pitching gave up to the Kansas City Royals. And the worst thing was that the second game, Kohei Arihara, he pitched like a decent game, which was really unfortunate that the game ended 11-4 to when Kohei went 6 and gave up 1. So it is what it is. We bounced back in a big way. We beat the Royals 7-3 last Saturday. And then this series against the Toronto Blue Jays. I went to the second game of the series yesterday on a Tuesday. We won 74. Dane Dunning got the win. He looked really good. He went 6. Just outstanding pitching. Nate Lowe is playing like a prime Barry Bonds. And then, of course, the rubber game of the series was on Wednesday. And guess who came back? After getting absolutely smashed 
against the Royals in his opening day start. Kyle Gibson came in, eight strikeouts, six innings pitched. That's impressive. I don't care who you are. You know, if you if you get absolutely killed on opening day of all days, and then you just come out on Wednesday next week and strike out one of the youngest, most exciting teams eight times, that's impressive, and it is impressive. Of course, he was not perfect, but he was good. He allowed zero runs. One run would come on a Marcus Simeon home run off of, guess who, Matt Bush, who's back in the league. He's really gotten kind of lucky with his outings so far. Um, Matt Bush, he's I think he's had three. And the first one, he gave up a, three runs, I believe. And then he gave up one run to the Blue Jays yesterday on Bo Bichette's second home run of the game. And then he gave up one run today against Marcus Simeon. So he's kind of been giving up the long ball, but he's been getting out of the innings, which is good, but... I was telling someone this yesterday, you know, any pitch that Matt Bush pitches in the major leagues is a pitch that's okay, fridge. Any <laughs> any pitch that Matt Bush pitches in the major leagues is a good pitch because the chances of him being here after all that he went through are just were slim to none. And the fact that he's even here is is commendable it's amazing and it's inspirational and i just think that you know if he can be an effective pitcher in the bullpen then we should keep him up but yeah i think he will just appreciate every outing he gets um that's great for him and that's what he needs but the rangers will get their second off day of the season next thursday or i say next thursday it's tomorrow before they take on the San Diego Padres, who will be without Fernando Tatis Jr., and that will help profusely for the Rangers. We all know the talent that Fernando Tatis Jr. has. But I'm looking at the schedule. I want to say that this off day, they better value it, because they've got a 13-straight-day game-playing streak coming up here they 13 straight for the rangers after this break they play san diego tampa bay baltimore and los angeles they travel to anaheim and they travel to tampa bay but yeah if the rangers can keep up what they have been doing offensively in the first six games of the season the pitching doesn't need to be outstanding every game i mean look at some of these scores 10 to 14 4 to 11 our wins were 7 3 7 4 2 1 Today is an anomaly, but is it a better thing of sign? I can't speak. Nice to meet you. Is it a better sign of things to come? Is the dual, (laughs) which I thought was really stupid, but, you know, if it works, it works. The dual pitching coaches, is that going to work for the Rangers? I mean, it could. I think that it's not impossible. My TV just turned off. I always do this in front of my TV. See, you know, I, I told you I had organization, then I always go on these tangents, but I just want to talk about this real quick. So the dorm, obviously, if you've ever been in college, you know about dorms. So it's one room. I have my fridge directly to my left. I have my TV right in front of me. And then consoles to the left and just my door to the right. And so as I'm recording, just random noises and random things turning off and random things turning on, it's it gets a little like um, 
I don't know how to say this. I disorienting at times, but you know, I keep it together. I keep it together. Yeah, I think the Rangers look promising. <laughs> Just to get back on topic, I think the Rangers look promising. It's not even ten games into the season, so I'm not gonna like assume anything yet. But the hitting looks good. If Nate Lowe can, you know, keep his OPS at over 900, that would be really nice. But um, other than that, promising things to take away from the last, the first six games. If we can get Dane Dunning to his potential, that could be big going forward. I don't think it's as hopeless as. Um, a lot of people think. I mean, I was watching Giraffe Neck Mark on YouTube. Shout out to him. I was watching his YouTube video on gauging every World Series chance for every team in the MLB. And for the Rangers, he said there's zero chance that we win the World Series. And that just kind of hit me right in the heart. I was like, oh, zero chance? Like, I know we're not good. I know we don't look good. But a zero chance to win the World Series? I don't know about that. I mean, if we, as I said, if we can get our offense going and if our pitching stays average, we could at least make the playoffs. And that would be big. Uh, just, I hope this is shades of 2010. I don't want to say that it is, but I think we have a good core right now. And we need to continue to win games because I fear for Joey Gallo's career going forward with the Rangers at trade deadline if we don't win games. And so I really want to win games. I really, really want to win games. And I think that's kind of a stupid thing to say because, you know, every team wants to win games. Like, it's not an inherently, you know incorrect thing be like, oh I really want to win games because that's the goal of everyone so yeah that's what I think about the Rangers this season I am hopeful but doubtful it's it's being a Ranger fan really because you don't want to get your hopes up too high because then the team will disappoint you in the long run and you know shout out to my mom she's been a Ranger fan for all 48 years of their exist 49 now after the season started 49 years of their uh conception so shout out to her i can't imagine doing that for 49 years i mean i've been doing it for 19 and it's difficult but yeah if the rangers can make another world series in my lifetime i'll be content and i hope that is not too much to ask for i'm not trying to be like that video of that, like, 107-year-old Cubs fan, like, oh my god, we won the World Series, it's like, yeah, I'm not trying to be like that, so, hopefully the Rangers can get it done when I am able-bodied and, you know, an adult, <laughs> not elderly. Anyways, we're gonna move on. I, I kind of like telling stories on this podcast, and so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a story. It's, it's going to be for my week, like I shared last week to start out with. I shared um, a personal like story, and I think those are fun to do. And so I'm going to share another one. Uh, I, I, here's, here's the thing about planning a podcast, that, that you want to be casual. And you, you say, well, I'll tell you what I'm reading. Tell a story. 
but I didn't really think of what story I was going to tell before I started talking. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to think for a second and I'm going to continue talking so you guys don't think I'm thinking, but I am thinking and I've got it. I've got it. So if y'all don't know, I report softball and for the NT Daily, it's uh, the University of North Texas um, newspaper. And I have a lot of fun with it. It's always fun, but I don't get to sit in the booth. So I just, <laughs> I sit in a little like press area, which is for press, which is for like, this is open media seat where I see it, but it, it's like an exclusive seating, but you're down there with the fans. And just like kind of my mother, I talk about my mom a lot about this on my pe- podcast, but she's very similar to me. That's why I say Similar to my mother, I, I lack patience. I have a very low tolerance for things I find annoying. I I get annoyed pretty easily. So, and if you hear that clanging, it's my desk because I'm tall and my desk is short. I'm 6'2". But I do want to talk about last week's North Texas series against UAP. They split the series. That's not important. I try not to talk about that on this podcast because I think it would be ill-advised for the work I do with NT Daily, but so if you want to go read it, go to NT Daily slash author slash Reed Smith. If you really want to know about the softball team or follow me on my Twitter, I give it at the end of every episode. But anyways, I'm there, and let me tell you, just let me preface this with the umpires were not great. They weren't. They just, for the series, they were not great, and they didn't look good, and... They really called bad pitches consistently. But it was consistently for both teams. But let me tell you, the UAB fans sure didn't think that. And if you don't know what UAB is, I'll tell you. It's the University of Alabama, Birmingham. That's all I got to say, really. I don't even have to tell the story. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Shout out to all the Alabama people. But these specific Alabama people were the most annoying mother in the history of the game they bothered the hell out of me the entire game they're complaining about every every pitch everything and the worst thing is they weren't just yelling like come on blue like they were but they were like come on blue that's a bad one they were, they were like making hand signals in him and like trying to get his attention and excuse me <laughs> don't eat too filet before a podcast but they keep um, giving hand signals and doing just, like, stupid random stuff. And it's like, come on, man. What are you What are you trying to do here? And they, they were not only on that, they were, like, they were, like, yelling stuff, not, like, directly at our players, but in reference to our players. They were, like, they were, like, you gave her that call and, and, like, just stupid annoying stuff and so I'm sitting there and I'm like you're a reporter you're not a fan you're a reporter you're not a fan which I that's a whole different thing and that's why I wanted to talk about this being going to the university and reporting a university team is so hard to do because you want to be a fan you want to stand up and go whoa heck yeah yeah like one of our players I'm not going to name her of course you you guys can go to NT Daily and look one of our players hit her career first two home runs in one game. It was two two-run home runs. Outstanding. 
But do you know what I could do? I can't do anything. I just have to sit there and report the game because while I am technically a Mean Green student and Mean Green fan, my computer just turned off, and Mean Green fan, I I can't really cheer for the team because I'm supposed to stay unbiased, technically. Do I think that's kind of stupid? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, if I'm reporting the team, you'd think I'd be a fan. But I do get the distinction that there needs to be, you know. And it's really hard not to be a fan. It really is. Because you want to stand up, especially because I'm a big baseball fan. So watching softball is like baseball junior. And so it's fun to watch for me. And you want to get excited and you want to stand up. Oh, and go, let's go. Let's go home run. But you can't because you're a journalist and you're reporting the game. That's all you're there for. So you have to keep a, like, certain professionalism to you but it's really hard but these UAB fans nearly pushed me to the edge because at the end of the game at home games at uh, Lovelace we always stand up and do the alma mater and I stood up and did the alma mater and like sung it because and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like the only person on campus that knows the words I don't care I think someone's given me s for that one time but I don't care I'm the only person that that stood... Well, I'm not the only person. I'm uh, Because they sat me on the right side, so I was with the UAB fans. And I'm singing it. And the worst thing is that all the UAB fans are giving me a dirty look. It's like, you're in Denton. You're in Denton. Do you not want me to do this? You are on our turf, and you are in Denton. But you expect me to just, like, sit there the entire time and be like... Oh, I need to be respectful to the UAB fans and not sing the alma mater. You're at Lovelace Stadium. That is our softball ballpark. They're just salty that we won two games that day. And I get it. Like, I'm sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure, if you're not going to go to from Alabama to Texas, unless you're a porter photographer or your daughter's on the team. So I'm sure these were all parents, to be honest. So you, you're, they're all sitting there, and they're just man giving me dirty looks looking at me like I shouldn't be doing that and I'm like you know what I mean in the best way possible like you shouldn't you shouldn't be giving me that look and it's ridiculous but anyways hope my employers don't hear this but (laughs) yeah I think yeah moral of the story and this is your top read tip if you go to a softball game don't be a a jerk to the reporters that is your top read tip for the week and i think i'm gonna wrap this episode up because i'm kind of tired it's been a long day and well it's been a good day but it's been a long day and so of course as always if you would like to follow me on instagram it's underscore read to seven underscore and the podcasts and instagram is don't read into it all lowercase no spaces and follow me, my personal account on Twitter, read underscore Smith25. I tweet random stuff and mostly softball reports. And then if you would like to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's capital D-R-I-I and then all lowercase podcast. Thank you for listening as always. We're getting more listeners. I looked at the charts. We're getting a little more listeners than we once were. Keep on coming. I'll keep on doing it. It's good experience for what I'm going to do. Have a good night, morning, or day. Of course, whatever you're doing, I hope you do it well. Good night.